it's a real pleasure to be here. In this world of virtual locations, I am delighted to welcome you to the Bodleian Libraries and to the University of Oxford for the 28th anniversary event of the Oxford Seminars in Cartography on the fascinating and important topic of women in maps. Uh, it's particularly appropriate timing as the seminar falls in the Women's History Month. Events like this one help us to see beyond the surface and to question our assumptions. Uh, many of us, including, I will confess, me, um, might think of or might have thought of maps as masculine territory. But uh, reading a Library of Congress blog from 2016 by Carlin Osborne, thanks to my map team colleagues for supplying this for me, I can see that that's not necessarily the case, that as always, things underneath the surface are more complicated. I'll quote to you from that blog. There was a long tradition of women being intricately involved in the largest map publishing houses in the Low Countries. Women were involved at every level of production, engraving, printing, coloring, and publishing. And that is a blog about um, a, a Dutch cartographer from the 17th century, Anna Bake. Uh, and incidentally, the Bodleian holds one of her maps. Other examples of women and maps in Bodleian collections that I wanted to highlight to give you a taster. And my colleague, uh, Sarah, is kindly going to share her screen with you at this point, I hope, so that I can talk it through with you. Yes, great, thank you. I can certainly see it and I hope everyone else can too. So this is a really fascinating example of a woman um, her name was Lillian Lancaster, and she created this book when she was only 15 to help her brother. Um, I think she was probably educating with, I'm afraid I, don't, I didn't know anything about her again until my kind math colleagues uh, shared this information with me. Um, this is published in 1868. It's a geographical fun, humorous outlines of various countries. And Sarah is going to scroll down so you can see some of those. We've got England, nice shape of England. And then we've got Germany. And of course, in 1868, Prussia was a separate country and that's there too. Thank you, Sarah. I think we can stop sharing now. Um, the second example, oh yes. And I wanted to say what Sarah has just shared with you is the Bodleian Library's map blog. So you can see that for yourself if you want to have another look after this. Um, and then my second example is that thanks to the legal deposit privilege that we enjoy in the Bodleian, um, the Bodleian has an almost complete collection of the published output of the Geographer's A to Z Map Company Limited. Uh, which was founded by Phyllis Pearsall, one of the most successful business people of the 20th century. I often quote the writer Virginia Woolf in this context, um, in a beautiful line she wrote in, a, in an essay called Women in Fiction. Strange periods of silence seem to separate one period of activity from another. She was, as I said, talking about women in fiction but it's also applicable to today's subject. The problem is that the thread of history is sometimes broken off, is lost. And so often every generation has to rediscover and relearn. And so there's no building on past experience. People have, you know, they waste time and energy having to, to 
to learn and start from scratch on things where actually they could be building on a historical tradition. And of course, that's where memory institutions like the Bodleian come in because they can fill in the gaps. They can, they can um, bring the noise back into the silence that Virginia Woolf talks about. And a landmark event in this respect for us in the Bodleian was the 2018 Sappho to Suffrage exhibition of Bodleian collections related to women. It was curated by an Oxford historian, Senya Pesetta, and it was marking the anniversary of the vote for women in the UK and Ireland. It was accompanied by a, the creation of a suffrage wall of contemporary women representing a variety of occupations, and they were invited to become suffrage champions. And digitized images of all the items from the exhibition and the suffrage wall are both also available on the web if you would like to follow that up afterwards. But of course, coming back to today's event, Conferences, conferences like this one enable researchers and students to find and study primary sources relating to women and to help us as the Bodleian to make them better known. And that is one of our responsibilities as a large research library, to make our collections better known, particularly those that aren't so well known because they represent groups that are less powerful or have been less powerful within our society. We also have a responsibility as large employers and large research libraries to ensure recognition, exposure and opportunities for all our staff, regardless of gender. And we owe that to one another as human beings, but it also makes sense to us as an institution because we don't want to miss out on the skills, experience and abilities of half the population. As hopefully you can see from what I've just been saying, you, we are beginning to make progress on these, on these goals, but like most institutions, we still have work to do. We still have a way to go. Finally, uh, Nick has asked me to mention that the 25th anniversary papers from three years ago will be published in the Cartographic Journal in the next couple of months. So that's another little bit of information for you. Uh, I know those will have been uh, hotly anticipated and it only remains for me to thank Nick uh, and to Liz for inviting me to participate, to Debbie and Stuart for, for providing background information that I've shared with you and to wish you an enjoyable, interesting and productive afternoon. Thanks very much.